Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So I think it's recording. Do you see the little recording thing on your side? Okay, We're cool. We're good. Okay. Okay. Hey, take another sipping there. Quick sipping. It's a quick little sipping just to wet the whistle. Take a smell. Oh, oh that's lovely. Okay. Lies, 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 and more fucking lies. The Snowcast has lied to the listeners. We said the last time we were chatting there, DJ, we said the next time you'll hear the two of us, we guarantee we'll be in a pub. And where are we now? On fucking Zoom again. Like, this <laughs> is an absolute joke. Like, come off it. Now, we can't discredit ourselves too much. Like we were in the pub earlier on today and we had one pint together, but it was not an appropriate time. And we'll talk about that there in a, in a, in a bit about our experience in the pub. But how are you getting on, kid? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm kind of taking it in my stride. Like I was, the, the whole situation, like I'm just, I'm I'm. I'm good with it. I think it's all out of our hands. I've kind of made my peace with the fact that the next, however long, like I've, I'm not putting a time frame on it in my head. Like we spent months doing pint watch, like chatting to each other about when we'll be in the pub again. And I'm very much now like, you just have to take it on the chin and, and, and go about things. And it's done, it's done my, my mental mindset, my, my, how I approach this whole thing, like the world of good, by just fucking, having this mindset of look it's it's out of my hands and i think i said it to you earlier today as well like i said and i, I and we talked about it you know a few times in the last couple of weeks like just appreciate what you get when you get it like you know if if you if if we get a chance in the next couple of weeks to have a point like just appreciate it and and uh 
fucking as I said earlier, you know, what you wouldn't have given for a pint of draft uh, just one day of it in the middle of June and July, like that's the key. And I think I think my mindset is I'm good. Like, you know, we 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 don't we just it's it's just this mad fucking unknown. Mm. And I think once you make your peace with the fact that like you're living you're not even living week to week, you're living day to day. And once you make your peace with that, uh, I think it's a lot it's a lot easier to to be okay with it all, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Like you could definitely just get so bogged down in the whole situation of like oh is it going to go to level whatever level whatever like level points that's what we want we just want <laughs> just just to be drinking like you know and having the chat and whatever and i know if it means us we us that we have to go back to the zoom for a bit like it's not too bad like you know we can still have the cans still have the chats and um you obviously feel sorry for everyone who's uh going to be out of a job and stuff and like jesus christ it break your heart like some of the some of the news stories and stuff around but it is totally out of our control at the moment like and it's it again it's you know it's even the way you hear kind of people giving about like out about kind of governments and giving out about like uh like the irish situation or the northern irish situation or the uk situation but like you it's absolutely global at the moment like it is it's you know every like everyone is kind of locking down at the moment it's not as if like oh those bastards are locking us down again like this is literally going all over the place so yeah no i think you've the right mindset there that um just kind of roll with it you know um, yeah but i suppose it's easy to say from you know sitting on a on a bench drinking a can happy uh yeah on the zoom but but um, I suppose for those publicans, the guys that we had on the podcast for the last call, the, the, the publicans that we go and see and stuff, like, it's their livelihood. So, like, you know, there is, it is wicked serious as well. You know, like, it, it's, like, our livelihoods aren't. No. You know, yeah. so, so we have to acknowledge that. But at the same time, too, like, you know, the best thing that you, that anyone can do is kind of just fucking not let themselves get bogged down with it and, and you know, go for a walk and some fresh air while we can, and uh, yeah, just fucking appreciate the cans, man. You know, there's a lot to be said for a good, decent can. Um, it's not the same as the point. No, no. But we are where we are, aren't we? Yeah, no, we are, we are. And sure, look, let's just. Well, actually, no. We'll first we'll we'll hit our we'll hit the 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 our topic or well, not our topic of our show, but our 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 regular piece on the show of what are you drinking there tonight. Yeah, so uh, it, it's actually fairly late for us to record. We usually record a bit earlier in the evening than this. Um, we both kind of came home from the old, uh, a long week's work and, and settled into a bit of dinner and and, and uh, watched a bit of telly before we came on. So I actually had a few cans earlier. Um, and I have I have one highlight because I think you'd love it. Um, is uh, It's an eight degrees from their Irish Munro series. Oh, that's good. I had that last week, yeah. The, the Pilgrim's Pat, the, the Italian Pilgrim's Pils, yeah. Um, it top, top notch, like uh, a lovely, a lovely, um, a lovely fragrant Pilsner, like really easy to drink and a very kind of like piney smell off it. It was, it was really nice. Like, I, really I, fresh, isn't it? Like, yeah, wicked. Like, it, it, it reminds you of walking up without Pilgrim's Pat up a hill, uh, of a dewy morning. Um, so it was lovely now. I <laughs> really enjoyed it. But uh, what I'm drinking at the moment is um, the Trouble Brewing, their Ambush Juicy Pale Ale, 5%. Um, and yeah, like it's funny, it's kind of coming, like 
Jesus, it, it got wicked cold there um, this week. It's it's kind of, you know, obviously re- regular listeners will know my my um, my fondness for seasonal drinking, um, and and it's real red or brown ale weather now. I think like you know it's really into that that kind of season, um, coming into the deep end. Like stout and porter season is right upon us. Um, so I, I'll be interested now uh, to, to track what I what I'm reaching for over the next few weeks. But I've got this. I've got some ASA haze from Blacks and Sale in the fridge as well, and some um, Pirates Bay by Yellowbelly. So you know what? I, I'm I'm stacked on um, on nice juicy uh, lo- lovely um, pale ales for the night. Um, but I've I've a sneaky suspicion I'll be reaching for a few brown and red ales next in the, over the next few weeks, and. Uh, Hitting into I'll be hitting stout season heavy, I'd say, in oh. three or four weeks' time. Stop, it's coming in like a nice crisp even. Like, I was out there last night, um, not out like this is that sounds like I'm out in the out in the tear, like, uh, but went for two pints after work yesterday in Walsh's and got like two lovely pints of Guinness in the in the kind of uh, what would you call them kind of they're kind of like tankered glasses but they're kind of well they're the old school Guinness glasses like yeah. the ones with the handle the handle glasses the ones um, that you see on the red and white um, yes yeah, half lights and the the, 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 that, the imagery from kind of 60s 70s Guinness marketing exactly uh, yeah those glasses with the big long handle come from the top of the glass the whole way down to the bottom and out brown yeah nearly a jug kind of a thing like um, but mm. Uh, so I had two points in him. Jesus went down lovely. Like it was outside, obviously had to be outside. Uh fish like fifteen was outside, but God, beautiful. Like it, it was it was just that crisp weather outside as well. Like, you know, had to have the full jacket and everything on me. But God, the Guinness went down so well. But myself now, what am I drinking tonight? Um so I am on at the moment what's currently quenching these lips is um, the Metal Man Fracture, which is the Rye IPA. And I tell you, it's quite, it, it's quite nice now. It's a, that's it. It's a 6.5%. So I only have the little stubby can and I'd say that's kind of all you'd kind of need for it. Like, you know, um, but it has like, it's, you know, a nice, a, a nice kind of, kind of soft IPA and um, a little bit of fruit, fruity kind of tones in it as well. Like, but yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, I actually I got a, a a growler of that off Tom in 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 Philbyne's there last week, and uh, a very very nice drink like um and at six point five percent it packs it packs a nice punch as well you know it's it's yeah. lovely. But it's, I, it's one it's, it's one of those ones where you don't get the you don't get you don't you don't taste the punch you you'd feel yeah. the punch all right but you wouldn't taste the punch. It's um it's it's funny it, it it's it's the kind of drink that you know. You drink three of them, you'd feel like you're flying through them, and you get up to go for a piss down, and you'd have a stumble. <laughs> it's, <laughs> one of them. it's one of them, all right. But it's, it's a brilliant one, and um, yeah, really nice drink. Um, just just on what what are you drinking tonight? Have you had any anything that's um, piqued your interest in the last kind of uh, two two three weeks? Um. So, <laughs> actually, what what piqued my interest, and it's an actually just an old classic, but. And we will. I'll let you talk about it yourself a bit. Is that Kinsale uh, KPA? Was it KPA? No, IPA. Oh, no, the, the black the IPA. Black IPA. Um, inside in um, Phillies there tonight. Like, oh my god! I was just like, this is luxurious. Like, beautiful. Like, really. Like, do you know you're talking there about the 
the the stout and porter season coming in like this is the gateway between them i think yeah it has that it kind of has that kind of coffee and chocolate kind of taste of the like that's kind of kicking into like the porters and stuff but you know that's 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 there in a in an ipa like jesus christ beautiful what 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 i get drinking blacks um black skin sales black ipa um not the kpa because the kpa is very much like hops are our front yeah. center but yeah the black ipa is like this beautifully balanced um well-rounded um you, you know you get you get you get uh, uh the, the the broad range of of what you're tasting like you you, you come in with the the bottom the malt the bottom the malt and barley at the front and then like the hops are there at the end like and it's it's like a subtle undertone you've got a lovely beautiful balance it's not you know one doesn't overtake or overpower the other you know it's a beautifully balanced drink and like you said it's 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 an an omni seasonal drink you could fucking drink that <laughs> oh, that's a good that's a good term i like the yeah. omni seasonal i'm <laughs> registering that as a trademark <laughs> hashtag omni seasonal yeah that's... that before we put like, out the episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it is it is that fucking like you could drink that at any stage you could you could drink that any time of the day you know like you could have that with your breakfast it'd be fucking lovely you know it's one of them drinks um so i'm i i really fucking enjoy that and again it's something that just it's funny like the one thing that stuck out for me from say february when we were were recording in pubs to the whole way through to now where we haven't recorded in a pub since um is that when you're recording in the pubs in the southeast, you have your range of breweries that the southeast pubs cater for. And yeah. then we've had our virtual beer festivals. Um, we had our our you know going to the plint, which we went to today to pick up a few drinks. Um, shout out to Decky and in Worldwide Wines. And we had and and like the you know the selection of beers that we get in in our king stores as well and other other off licenses that just op- opens that. Um, broadens your horizons drink drinks wise and brewery wise but what's funny is whatever about the summer i've had very little blacks can sale um and like ace of haze was such a, a banger and front and center that it, like ace of haze was the drink that was in the virtual beer festival from black so i actually haven't had a blacks black ipa or a kpa probably this year until t- today like you know so it's it was just a, a beautiful little treat a beautiful little delight um a delightful kind of kind of surprise and and it just brought me back to it actually it, it invoked some fucking good fond memories of drinking blacks black ipa in in jeff's bar in waterford in um in sissy young's in cork drinking it in henry downs's um just some good fucking so i i just had like some really good vivid memories of enjoying that with different people over the last couple of years and it was like uh, there was a nostalgia factor there and it was kind of this surreal um experience of of, of sitting in a beer garden without access to the bar with tom just passing in an ocean and you know sitting socially distanced from each other you, you know a couple of people at other tables it was this almost so, pseudo- so yeah yeah let's let's I, let's I, let's do this now let's let's zoom into this today's experience right so just to give a bit of background Two of us, we finished work. Um, we only had one thing on our mind, just getting that that last that just to quench that that quivering lip that we had on us. Um, so headed into Phil Grimes, 
and yeah actually so both parked outside phil grimes and take it from there what what was what was your experience like from then i can't remember last time i queued outside the pub to get in exactly Uh, yeah that that was it like for it to open um and there was what like the the capacity is 15 like there were there was enough people there to fill the capacity straight away and like you know you came in you signed in with your name and number for the contact trace and everything done above the board as tom would do like perfectly and like let out to the beer garden choose your seat sit down in fairness you had the stove and the beer garden lit um as comfortable as as possible really nicely decorated as well i thought like yeah like he's he moved that big long table that was in the middle and it was well spaced out a few little few little halloween trinkets around like there was like just these kind of cool little touches like just around the place like quite liked it yeah, we were sitting at a large barrel that had like a little um, a shut off tap on one end and Phil Grimes pub was on it and we were like sat in a high stool Um it was it was it was lovely and it was I had a bit of, of I had a bit of trouble to get on the high stool. Yeah, you were out, <laughs> I was out of practice. You were rusty, yeah, yeah. Um and then like there was this awkward kind of few minutes where you're waiting f- to be served. And it's like, because everyone came in at once, obviously yeah. Tom could only do one table at a time going around. So there was this anticipatory kind of... It actually was, it was kind of like, you know, um, when like you, so when you go into mass, first of all, right? And like, there's a bit of chatting around, right? And then at about like, say, say it's 12 o'clock mass. So then at about like one minute, 12, everyone starts hushing down even though like there's been no signal that the priest or anyone is coming out yet like it's that thing where and there, and there was like there, there was this weird kind of like kind of silence came on for like just a second where there was this kind of like awkward not awkward but like there was this kind of silence that kind of came on there a second and it was kind of like wait are, am i allowed to talk and then you're like wait of course i'm allowed to talk i'm, I'm coming out for a pint like you know yeah. but it was just this it was i think it was that that anticipatory feeling that you were talking about there of like when when's the point coming when 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 do i get to order what what can i order you know because you're like you know our normal experience in fellow grimes is going up waiting having a look you know actually taking probably about too long to look around all the taps and we normally do being like oh what i have here oh what's new here oh look at the look at the color of that like label on the tap there like you know and really like analyzing everything whereas like this time it was kind of like right what what do they have and what what can we get like you know yeah but i think as well part of that apprehension for want of a better phrase was just not knowing what was going to happen in the sense of not like thinking you were going to be attacked by a wild bear or bear or something but just like or by a wild beer but um just, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, just getting fucking kung fu chopped by a kirinichi man but uh it, it was just that kind of like this is a new experience for me i've never this this like there's the there's i'm in familiar surroundings but in an unfamiliar situation um and I think it's that thing that we had said previous to the pubs reopening, which was, you know, it will be different when we go back and we need to remember that. And I think I forgot that when I stepped in first, I forgot that it was going to be different. Um, I'm very different because you're exclusively outside and it's 
getting cold and like you have no other choice but but to be outside but even as well like you know the one or two lads that we, you know when we would go in would be on the high stool at the other end of the bar so you'd kind of be chatting to them from afar there was still that bit of chat from afar but it was it was this strange chat because it's like am i even supposed to be talking to someone at a different table and yeah uh, yeah. And then there's there's a, a, a guy in the table behind commenting on it. And it's like, we all want to have this inclusive community like mm. uh, conversation, which which is what we've always harped on about as the pub being a central hub of chat where the community comes together to have an inclusive chat. And that inclusive chat was, was just not natural. It wasn't naturally flowing. And it was like, then, you know, it's very easy at a high school to just kind of, just turn the shoulder over, go back to your own conversation. Whereas like you're sitting in this open kind of setting, it's very hard to kind of shut off then someone from the conversation. And it was, I don't know, it, it was, it was, it wasn't a bad experience and it was to no fault of Tom or the, the establishment. Oh, definitely just, not, no. It was just purely situational unfamiliarity. Um, now I will say this, right? The one thing that I took away from it was how sorry I feel for publicans turning people away because, you know, there's 13 people in there and then three people come to have a point. So do you jib your mate and two of you go in or like, yeah. oh, sorry, three of you can't come in. Oh, and when, oh, oh. when those yeah. three people could come in and socially distance and not impact on anyone else there, um, where that third person wasn't going to make a significant difference there also um you know the business side of things where tom doesn't know if week to week whether the pub is going to stay open or close and he doesn't know therefore he needs to be smart with how much money he invests in stock and then you know we would we asked for what do you like on draft like do you have Kiranichi Ban or what do you have in? And he only had the macro breweries in on tap because he had used up his craft stock and didn't want to invest a couple of thousand euro in stock, not knowing the future of his business for the next couple of weeks, which is very fair. And the thing was, like, we fully understand that and I think everyone would understand that. Um, but you could visibly see that Tom was embarrassed and, and you know, annoyed that he wasn't able to give us the same experience. And it's impacting them because I think it's impacting on publicans because they want they 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 feel like they're giving a subpar experience to us, and it is a different experience, and it's not what we're used to. But it's to no fault of them, and I think we all need to be cognizant of that when we're going to a bar. When you're going to a bar and they're only taking bookings and they're booked out, where you're going to a bar and they have the fifteen in already, we just need yeah. to be cognizant of the fact that it's not the bar tender or the publicans' fault that that's what it is, and we should be respecting the fact that they are sticking to whatever rules they've put in place for themselves to put anyone who goes through their doors, make them as safe as possible and facilitate them enjoying a drink out as best as they can. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I, I, and I think that I've been stung as well in the past uh, week with the past, actually the past uh, two weeks, including the time that uh, in time last week where we went for a pint in um, Tom Mars and went to where else we go? We went to Philly, sorry. That was, yeah, as well. Was that two weeks ago or a week ago? Well, 
but that was two weeks ago um, yeah but anyway so yeah so like again like like true like that this was at a, at a point when it was level two restrictions and that we were allowed going to a pub but we ended up just going oh we'll head into town and we'll just get a pint after work and we had a booking for dinner all right and then we said we were going to go into phil grimes afterwards but between finishing work and having our dinner reservation we were like we'll go for a pint initially and like we went into uh, tully's in waterford and they were f- like you know, we were like <laughs> what was it friday was it a friday or thursday or what was it it was a friday yeah friday we finished work on friday we did have to work on friday so yeah fair enough friday after work and like it was fully booked up and like i think it is as you say like you know it's it's a learning experience for all of us as to like what your night out is going to be and how you're going to have to plan your night right so say with the likes of Tully's they're doing a bookings only system and then for the likes of so then yesterday I went I got stung with Tully's again and uh, not stung that's a that's a bad phrase because uh, they're 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 doing what's best for their business and it's you know that's actually filling them up like so um I went into Tully's and they, they were full up so I, I I couldn't get in there and then there was um T&H Doolins in Waterford and uh J&K Walsh's um and they're under a joint ownership I think anyway um and they had a first come first served um service so it was only whatever table came free that you you, you got so I kind of ended up hovering around there like you know but you know it's one of those things now whereby like I've learned that uh, you know if I want to be guaranteed a spot I can book Tully's or if I want to try and chance an after work thing I can go to these like to Jane K Walsh's or to Teenage Doolins you know so I think it is this kind of thing of like adapting how you're approaching your drinking and that like now pubs are being kind of a bit divided in how they're operating and that you kind of have to learn these rules a bit more about them which is fair enough i think like you know it's just it just will cause a bit of hardship in the initial stages but i think you will grow to learn how it's going on like i mean same with like you know tom's are today like you know like we learned quite like we were lucky today but like we learned that like if you're not there if you want to drink at half five you'd want to be there at opening at five like or else you're not getting the spot like you know yeah um exactly right yeah but yeah no like i like for for me i suppose going into um phil grimes pub there today it was it was like it was a lovely like like even though we were queuing outside it was a lovely welcoming experience like there was a like a tom like uh, as he opened the the gates um to let us all in he's like oh i wasn't expecting this this is you know you know actually very happy to see such a crowd outside and then brought in and it was actually quite nice i thought like having this kind of like being guided to the table by like the front of house like you know which was the, now the barman and you know um getting the getting the rounds done but yeah you could see like you know um like 
for Tom or for any um, for any publican operating like now operating as kind of like a front of house um, means that you are um, taking people in, you're doing the contact tracing, you're um, seating them, ensuring that people stay seated, are masked when they come into the premises, that you're keeping an account on the amount of people that are in the premises in the outside area at all times and ensuring that stays. And then you're tr- like, you know, trying to serve the drinks to people. Um, what happened with us is that you could see that a few of the places around people that come in at five o'clock and they come in and sat down at a table and obviously all the tables, like there's not a table for one in there. There's tables for like two and three. So a person who came in on their own with for one sat down at the table on their own. And then when it was coming around to the orders, they were like, oh, you know, I'll have a pint. And then, you know, sure, Jimmy's coming in there in half an hour. And it's that thing of, well, Jimmy can't come in. Like there's 50, there's already 15 people in here unless somebody leaves, like Jimmy can't come in. So like, like you can order a pint, I suppose, but you can, you'll have to drink it yourself unless like somebody leaves to come let Jimmy in, you know? So it's, it's a very awkward system, isn't it? Like, you know, um, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. something that we'll just all have to get used to. And look, as we said, it's the start of the show. It's something just taking your stride, I suppose, and just learn from it. Like, like definitely, I think, like, I'm just going, I'm just going to have to be way more organized about what I'm doing about things like you know as in like it like if 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 i want to go out on a night out and i know like i know there's pub that i have to go a booking process for or you know definitely if you want to be out all night long there's you're probably gonna have to book everywhere really like you know um whereas like if you're gonna have to have yeah go on sorry i was just gonna say like otherwise you're gonna have to have a plan b c and d like yeah, and you're going you're going to be pounding the pavements. Like you're going to be like even yesterday yesterday, which was a Thursday, like at half four after work, like I was hovering between two outdoor seating places of pubs in order to wait for someone to leave and then pounce on that place then, like, you know? And that's at half four on a Thursday, like so um yeah. Like I think definitely like the the booking system probably like is probably the way to go, but like it just like it's it's definitely probably the way to go for the publicans to ensure that they have people. But then at the same time, like you know, someone books a spot and doesn't show up, what do you do then? Like you're losing out. Like that's that's a hell of a chunk of your business. Like you know, it's nearly ten yeah. percent. You know. I'd, I'd have a zero fucking lateness policy there. Like, if, if your booking is a half five and you show up at 32 minutes past, sorry, your fucking place is gone. Yeah, yeah. That's true, yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I suppose um, this kind of thing of, you know, looking at that and even talking with publicans about being open with 15 people and... and the financial viability of being open with 15 people we had a we had a good discussion today uh, that got a good few laughs out of us messing and joking about him with it but again it was this kind of this is something that i really miss and it's something that zoom has has not fulfilled for me properly is this gowling and messing and joking and coming up with stupid ideas in yeah. person it's so much better because you get to see the body language of the people that you're inter- interacting with 
properly and, and like you know i don't know there's something about a hearty laughing person that's way better than a hearty laugh over over media um but we were talking we were chatting about like you know the financial viability of it and how are we what can we do to support the fucking pubs and the, like realistically there's fuck all that we can do but yeah talk about how the good they are and hope that they'd stay open and people will go and support them when they are open again and stuff and not go to a fucking weather spoons. But I brought up something that I was saying I had seen on social media in regards to coffee where, um, you know, someone would buy a coffee and then leave, buy, pay for two so that it was a hanging coffee. So if a homeless person or someone who was kind of stuck for cash or, or, or was a bit cash strapped, would just pop the head in the door and say are there any hanging coffees around and the, the barista could make them a coffee then that has already been paid for by someone else who has the means to pay for two coffees and i was saying to you like we should try and see if hanging pints could become a thing where like you know obviously there's there like three hundred and fifty thousand people out of work at the moment who weren't in february or so i think that's the bigger like you know times are tough um for an awful and awful lot of people so I was wondering was like as things progress and if we are able to go for a pint and the pubs do open up back properly over the coming months, um, like wouldn't it be brilliant to be able to say to, you know, a publican when you're buying around, say if myself yourself and Tommy for example were in Phil Grimes or Ali Sharp, and we bought we were buying three pints say tom take for four and throw a hanging point on that and yeah. if tom then had say 10 hanging points built up that by the end of that night if someone who had been laid off because of the pandemic or was out of work or or something like that um wanted to go for a point they could have a hanging point um and if not then tom could you know just at the end of the night say whatever's left over from the hanging point goes towards paying the bills or catching up on the loans that big these businesses are going to have to get to stay open and stuff you know um it was just a kind of stupid messing idea and uh, well like 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 there was a lot of, there was an awful lot of messing going on like you know and i had a great time inside like so it might it might have sounded like like we're talking about negatives or anything there, but it was actually had a great time now for our one pint inside in Phil Grimes there today. Like she had a great laugh and stuff in there, um, but it's sometimes from this bit of messing that a pure bit of like genius comes out. Like, yeah. and you know, it was actually the kind of thing where we we're, we're like, you know, like the initial idea came out and we started honing it down there. And I think, I think, I think that it, like what you're saying there, because it kind of stemmed from, I was kind of saying, oh, well, you know, would we release a campaign for, you know, um, for those who can afford it um, to, you know, you know, give a 10 or a pint. That's, you know, that's like a, a 10 or a pint campaign, like, you know, and would would we release that? But actually, like the more I thought about it, I think that the more that um, that your idea of the hanging points could be a good one because, like, you know, you like you have people that just might contribute like another point to a round. So it's not you're not even charging, you're not even having to go a ten or a, a point. Like you might just buy if you're buying a round of four, you might buy a round of five or whatever. 
um, and uh, and then that goes into this this hanging point. And then, as you say, at at half eleven or whenever, whatever, whatever time, um, closing time is like whatever hanging point balance is left, that just goes into the pub kitty, and that's mm-hmm. almost like a tip for the night, really, for the pub, like you know, um, that like yes, if anybody who is um, who has been laid off or anybody who you know who you know is is deserving of this of this hanging point comes in and requests it then yeah of course they can have it and that's perfect like but um it's it is a bit of money just actually just like you know give that extra bit of a boost to the pub like and i actually thought it was a pretty good idea like uh, maybe maybe our listeners can um i suppose i suppose it's kind of like anything you know like obviously it's it's clearly easy to manipulate that and like you know and we were mentally yeah. saying that like you know we come in and be joking like to, to the women say to the to the to the, to the, to the say to the wife like you know oh look i i bought two points but there were two hanging points there that i drank by accident <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well, well, well we were joking earlier on that you you'd come in you'd buy two points for yourself and then two hanging points and then i buy two points and two hanging points and then we both just claim each other's hanging points then (laughs) (laughs) but i think i I think the thing there is like you know if if you look at like the majority of say rural pubs as well uh are smaller pubs uh, um and community-based pubs like phil grimes where you know the regular clientele tom would know so if someone wanted uh uh so if, if say for example one of the regulars was let go from their job and was out of the job for a while and and like part of their you know way to unwind or check out from a mental health perspective was to go for two or three points of a friday evening or a saturday evening that if they didn't have the means to do that would they end up like say drinking at home alone and there'd be a lack of a social um, um yeah. aspect of their lives then whereas if there were a couple of hanging points around you know they would still have the means you could even do it in a in a way that like you know there's a way of communicating that you need your your you want a few hanging points that night without having this the social stigma attached to it or he you know they can't afford a point look at them or you know this kind of nonsense that yeah. can happen sometimes in Irish society too like um would there be a way of like you know if if you need the hanging points and the barman knows you and knows you're out of work, you go to tap the card machine, but you tap the opposite end. So, you know, you have the optics of paying for the drink or, you know, is there, you know, could, could those things be ironed out? Yeah. On like, you know, basically like a, a pub puts up a sign, like if you want to hang in point, do X, Y, Z. And that might be a bit more subtle as well, because we have this sort of like shame culture sometimes in, in, in Ireland about charity. But I, I've come up with a second scheme there while you were talking that will yes. work. In, that, yes. will, that, will, that will work in thirty-one counties in Ireland. That could also be a bit of charity towards the pubs. What if when you're ordering your pints, uh, when the pubs open back up again, or or if you're going in for for, for your outdoor pint at the moment? So say if I went into Phil Grimes tomorrow and I ordered a pint off Tom and he brought it out and he he said that'll be say for example four fifty for the pints. And I said, no bother, Tom. I'll pay Dublin prices. So <laughs> in Waterford, you you're like, yeah, I'll have a Dublin point there, please, Tom. So a Dublin so prices. Point. Yes, yeah, the same point, but you pay seven euro. <laughs> yeah. So 
Or, or like, could I have a, yeah, could I have a Temple Bar Guinness there, please, Tom? <laughs> you know, like, just, that could be another, another way of, of, like, you know, taking the piss a bit, but giving a bit no, of No, I think, I think there'd be some, like, like terrible memories of mine that are just like erupt in my head like as i was ordering of like just being absolutely scalded on a yeah. night out from for, for in but the, flip, the flip side then like you know did could, could um uh, could a pub in dublin then like could you go into a pub in dublin and say uh, i'll have a water for the guinness please and get a point <laughs> guinness for 450 that's dicey <laughs> in dublin <laughs> that's just dicey's on a tuesday <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, their student prices are like expensive prices in the rest of the country. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, no. something, that's something that's disappeared from Irish vernacular for the last six, seven months is the argument over the price of a pint. Yeah. No, it totally it's has. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like, I actually nearly felt a little like guilty when I was going back today. And I was just like, you know, like what, like our points were five fifty or whatever, and you're like, God, what a bargain! <laughs> like what a bargain! <laughs> this is absolutely like I just, I just, I, I nearly felt like I was robbing them, like you know, because like obviously, yeah. like what you're doing there is you're just like multiplying my like the fiver out by fifteen people, and you're like, this isn't, this isn't much at all, like you know, for like what's that like if, if you're open from five to eleven it's what six hours and if if say someone drinks even two pints an hour which wouldn't be bad yeah you know it's 10 or a person 150 an hour by six hours 900 quid turnover for a day yeah and, a and that's only the weekends like the two three weekend evenings like you know for a lot of pubs that just isn't a sustainable business model oh, so yeah that's just turnover like profit and like you know it's it, like you know, some pubs the the buildings will be owned by the owner, and the and the publican will be the owner. Whereas other pubs, the buildings won't be owned by them, and they'll be employing people. You know as well. Mm. So there are cost of of a lot more overhead. So it's a bit mad. It's a bit mad, and I feel so fucking. And it's this thing. Do you know that support not sympathy campaign? So they don't want their sympathy. Like they don't. And I feel even bad giving them sympathy, but. Um, it's it's just that kind of fucking like I do feel I, I can't help but give them sympathy and what and, and the thing that's annoying me the most about our experience today is not is actually the fact that we went to Phil Grimes for a couple of points two weeks ago like you said and we went inside mm. and I felt safer the way it was laid out and done and the setup that was in there um I felt safer in there than I felt going to any supermarket in the last yeah. few months. Um, and that, that's like, I'm not saying that because I fucking have fierce affection for Tom and Phil Grimes as an establishment. Like, that's me objectively saying that as someone who is concerned about the evolving nature of the pandemic and crisis, that genuinely, if I was asked to go in there for a point tonight in the same situation I was in two weeks ago, despite the levels of COVID at the moment, I would feel comfortable in there because it was done very, very well. And, yeah. you know, like I said, like we work together closely. So we're in the same little bubble together. And I know that, you know, these things of social bubbles have been spoken about on the media in the last couple of days as a kind of kickback against this. You can't have any visitors in your house. But for me, like the last couple of months, I have had like a tiny social bubble of six, seven people um including like my wife my grand uncle grandmother 
um, and my uncle, and then you in because I work and socialize with you. It's this kind of thing of like, you know, when you have a small group of people, and say we're in each other's social bubble, we go for a pint together. Like, is the risk any greater to either of us if the pub is done is is done right, versus, you know, us being in work together, which we have to do. Yeah, you know, and, and just well, a bit yeah. of there, like. Yeah, uh, yeah, it does. It is, it is that thing of like, all right, if you do want to reduce contacts down, then yes, limit the table to a table of four or whatever. Like, you know, for you know, if obviously if it's a family of fucking five or six from the one household, then leave them off. Like, but do you know what I mean? Like, if it's if it's you know, if you're saying it's four or five different people or whatever, then yes, okay, like split them up. Like, just doesn't see. Yeah. I look. I actually. I. I hate. I don't want to c- complain because fucking you can be complaining till the cows come home, like you know. But even we were saying earlier on there today about like the size of um, smoking areas that are sm- the size of outdoor areas and like how it's obviously like fifteen is just a blanket number and like you're gonna have a place that was like half the size of Phillies or double the size of Phillies and it's like still the same amount of people uh, so you can have like people absolutely crammed into it or like even Phillies there today there was like the whole far end of it was completely un- unoccupied like you know and like we were still like two three four meters apart like in in the smoking area and then you could have and it's well ventilated yeah and then you could have a place and that's like there's places in Dublin and probably every place everywhere like that have huge big like garden areas that are like full like fully covered with canopies and stuff and ah nah you could just 15 again like you know so i don't know i well, i think we like we spouted at the very very start of this that it would be like you know there is kind of um indications for what 10 per or is it four per 10 meter squared or 10 per four meter square or something like you know there was like an actual guidance on x number of people per thing and like that's actually the same in shops actually the way in shops they have you know some shops they have outside the doors they have like maximum occupancy of this shop is eight people or 32 people like depending on the size of the shop like you know whereas like not nah, just 15 per the pub yeah. like it just you know it doesn't it doesn't reflect the the size of your pub like which is actually probably like reflective of the rent and all that kind of crack as well of the pub like you know and i just want to i just want to comment on one thing as well from a couple of weeks ago like what was the one what was my big, big major concern about pubs reopening throughout this pandemic it was the toilets how will the toilets work like how are you going to enforce social distancing in the toilets um etc and what was really reassuring for me is what i completely did fail to take into account and i think this is actually a reason why when you look at the pandemic numbers and stuff waterford has been doing so well is because waterford people have an awful lot of common sense compared to other parts of the country in my experience um going to the toilet in phil Grimes a couple of weeks ago when it was open was max two people in the men's and i was kind of like what happens when there's two in there i never like this kind of I never failed to think to account that someone would see two people in there and just decide to not go in and wait. Yeah. And that's what happened. It was just as simple as that. That, And I think that part of it was because I think everybody in there would know that, you know, if Tom saw you messing or breaking the guidelines, he'd say, right, you're done, get out. 
but it was just this thing as well of like there's only two people allowed in there and there's two people in there so i will wait out here with my mask on and let them leave um let someone leave before i go in and it, it was as simple as that and i had i think in you know without the whole pandemic we had this again you have this preconceived notion of you remember you're, you're thinking of times where you've been absolutely scuttered and you're you know going into a urinal and there's a fella nearly breathing on your neck waiting to go after you you know this kind of these things run through your head but you fail to just think that in extenuating circumstances in order for a place to stay open people will just do what they need to do yeah. and do it right and that's that's what was happening in Phil Grimes that night for example um now obviously part of the reason that pubs are being picked on at the moment um or being singled out or or not being trusted is because you know we've seen social media videos of the odd place that hasn't done things right um and that's the infuriating bit is that those places exist and yeah or the pubs we love are suffering because that reputation is out there then you know people yeah. are talking about sure look at what went on in x y or z um and it's it's unfair it's tarnishing all the pubs with the same brush which is not right right look look we've 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 um maybe told a few bit of negatives but maybe let's maybe end this on a, a positive what what would you like to see what would you what would you hope to see in the next in the next while um Paul boys Paul boys look i would have i would have i said it in earlier episodes um over over the last couple of months i'd like to see much quicker shutting down of pubs who are blatantly flagrantly um breaking the guidelines mm. um like i drove past the pub that i won't name in Watford earlier on the week and i saw someone open the door and a load of lads sitting at the bar without with no masks on, not socially distant, slugging points, clearly over capacity, and you're kind of looking, you, you see that, like, I'm stopped at traffic light looking at this, thinking, how the fuck? And I passed it again yesterday, and I saw, you know, two guards walk in the door, and, mm. it, was still open, and it was still open today, and I'm in, and I can't fathom why it is, and I think if it would only take a couple of rogue pubs to be shut down for everywhere else to, to straighten up, now you asked for a positive, and here's my positive. I think, I think that. What do I want for the pubs? I want better leadership from the lobby groups for the pubs, the LVI and the 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 the, the, the LVA and the VFI, because they've been calling on like you know off license hours to be restricted, which is stupid because you just drive people off license. More people will have to go to off licenses and shorten shorter hours, so yeah. you're more people to one place. That's not the way to go. Also, you're actually just screwing over breweries who you depend on for your produce and you're actually just fucking not doing them a favor. So what do I want from pubs? I want I want pubs to be able, if possible, to be open. Um, if if it's if it's the right thing to do. And I want the good pubs to be given a chance to show that they are not going to be responsible for clusters. And I want faster enforcement of shutting down pubs that are breaking. Um, that are clearly flaunting the guidelines and putting people at risk because they're not just putting people's heads at risk they're putting pubs other pubs businesses at risk etc so that's what I want for the pubs I want a good decent um, I want I want them to have as fair a crack of the whip as other 
sectors of society are having because I think they earned it. I, I think they've shown over the last two months that they, they, they can do it and do it right um, when they're given the opportunity though. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I suppose from my perspective, I want the pubs to get the support that Tom is getting today. I want I want people to go in. I want people to go in early. I want people to go in um, at, like, organized. I want to, you know, like, and I was as much a fault as anyone else there the last few times I've gone out, like, but, like, I want to be probably part of the evolution of, of booking my slot in the pub and stuff like that and and just um you know i suppose just just tone the line with what 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 the pubs want me to do as well um i probably want the pubs as well maybe to talk to each other because and there does seem to be a good bit of it going on and on twitter and stuff like that but this is a hugely um, tumultuous time a huge time of change for the pubs um, and they're all like there's guidelines out there but like it's very like you're adapting those guidelines to your pub outlay how you operate your hours blah 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 your stock everything like you know so I'd like pubs to talk to each other and say what's going right what's going wrong what's your experience is there any ideas like because we're coming on here and we're going ah this might be good this might be good but some of the shite we might be saying might be good but some of them might be wrong because of x y and z and it mightn't be applicable to every pub and but then there could be another idea that a pub that is very similar to another pub from another part of the country you might go jesus that's a very good idea like yeah. to actually like that that'd be brilliant. I, I should use that now. That's maybe how I should operate my booking system, whether it be via text or Facebook or whatever the fuck like. So yeah, I, I think I kind of want a bit more, not that I want, but I, I, it'd be nice if um, pubs communicated a bit more together and had this bit of a community feel and they, they have been doing it. Um, and I tell yeah, you what I want. I tell you what I want, what I really, really want. What I really, really want, what I really, really want. Yeah. Uh, not just the Zika Zika. I want to, um, I want people to ask the public in how they are. Like, not just say, how are things with the business? How are, yeah. how, is it affect, how is pandemic affecting the pub? Like, just check in with them and say, are you okay? Like, like fucking, yeah. just make sure that the publican's okay because it's not a fucking easy time for them. And yeah. it's, it's not an easy time. And what I thought was great there was just two minutes today where Tom came over to us with a cup of tea and just stood back from the table with his mask on just to have a, a chat. Uh, it was a two-minute chat, but I think it, just to check in with each other and make sure that everyone's doing okay because it's, yeah. it's not an easy time. And the one positive that we can take out of this is that we can support each other that way as well. You know what I mean? That'd be fucking great because, you know, obviously there's limits to how, mu how much we can financially support each other and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Speaking of that financial support... <laughs> You can financially support the Snugcast on patreon.com forward slash the Snugcast. Um, we've, we, we've had a, a f well, not a few, but we had a technical hiccup there um, with our last podcast where it didn't distribute. And that is because we have switched over our distribution to Acast. So um, maybe now, because I forgot to do it earlier on in the podcast, but maybe now I might pause because um you may or may not hear 
um, an advert that is talking shite about um, products or services to you. Um, and this is not a drill. It won't be my brother talking about made up sandwiches. No, this is um, this this you may or may not hear an advert coming into your into your ear holes. Um, so yeah, here's the ads. And we're back, I suppose. <laughs> I, I suppose I'll insert an ad there. I, I don't really know how, to, how this works, but um, yeah, no, it was a good chat tonight, though, DJ. I, I really enjoyed um, podcast tonight. It was um, upsetting as I started off the podcast with us telling lies to our listeners of being absolute charlatans yeah, <laughs> in I think, the podcast I, world. I think one thing, one thing that I suppose is worth pointing out to that before we finish up is like we did go to the pub twice in the last few weeks yeah and the thing was it was it was our first time inside the pub and our first time after the time since they've had to shut the inside part again and we wanted to record both times but it was just a kind of like let's let's just appreciate the hour that we have here um, yeah i also I, find our feet I, and our bearings i also i maybe like a, a bit of like behind the scenes things but oftentimes when we're recording we we do get a snug or a quieter corner of the pub and um one that's so that the audio isn't affected too much by like people like chatting around us too much but more so it's so that we're not affecting people's chats either that we're like you know because there is a bit of like boisterousness about the chats where we're kind of going hi how are you welcome to the snugcast blah 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 and that can i suppose just kind of detract away from other people's conversations a bit as well like you know so um the just with the way everyone the restrictions are now it seems that the like you know the pubs are trying to keep the two meter rule between people but in order to fit as many people into the pub as possible they're keeping two to two meters exactly so you can't really get a cozy corner as much anymore um but we'll hunt we'll keep the hunt going for <laughs> i'd say i say we could get one if the pubs if if the if the indoor pub if the indoor pub reopens again we definitely will find one and we will do one inside in the pub but I don't think I'll make as bold a statement again that uh, the next podcast will be uh, hosted inside a pub. I was laughing because I wrote down before we came on, I was like, uh, we might be looking at Christmas Eve before we record a point in a podcast in a pub again. So look, we don't know, but like... Please don't say that. <laughs> no, we'll do our best uh, to, to get one um, out from a pub. And we've, you know, we'll have a couple of publicans on as well over probably over Zoom, um, over the next while as well and I suppose the other thing as well is um, like you said we were making a switch to Acast and over the last couple of weeks we've just been trying to find our feet again um, and and figure out I suppose it's, it's like what's the direction of the podcast for the next few weeks or few months and 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 similar to the pubs we, we don't really know so um, I'm delighted to be putting content out um, delighted to be to be drinking cans from from top-notch breweries would love to be drinking pints from these top-notch breweries and top-notch pubs but look like 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 that's the positive message like be, we'll be grateful for what we have this week um which are some good cans um and a nice pint earlier in in a beer garden and like that's probably that could possibly be it for the next few weeks but 
main thing is that everyone stays safe and we fucking support support the independent craft beer industry and support the local pub yeah yeah um so uh my closing remarks are along those lines Nelaine bin bon or the bin bon thing <laughs> I presume you've, you've opened your can of bin bon, no? I 100% have. <laughs> oh, Bally Kilcavin's finest. Oh, stop. Any anyway, closing remarks for the fans? Um, Mind yourself. Yeah. Can of Mishla Kayla. Oh, I love it. Right. Good luck. Good luck. Good night. God bless. Oh, I got a fucking hamstring cramp there two minutes ago. I let to stretch this bastard out. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.